Hey, listen to Commander Cuckoo Podcast, episode 316. I'm Brandon. I'm here with Ryan, and today we're going to tell you how to win at Command Fest. Now, hit our theme song! Hey, Ryan. We're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? We are back. What is going down? A whole ton is going down. We're going to tell some stories now that we're actually back from an event in Calgary, right oh, yeah. before we go to an event in Winnipeg. Before we get to any of that, we have to thank our official business, Daddy's Fusion Gaming Online.com. They're a source for all your gaming needs. Ooh, very much so. And don't forget CCO Spring and CCO Perks promo codes available for your use at checkout from FusionGamingOnline.com. You get a discount with CCO Spring on stuff that you're going to buy anyways, or if you want to buy some of that Double Masters or, or, mm-hmm. or whatever the deal of the week is, and you're going to spend more than 100 bucks, you can use CCO Perks promo code and get store credit kickback. So if you're going to buy either one of the cards that we said about, we talked about on the guessing game yesterday, Ooh. In foil, just one of them. Ooh. You could get a kickback of ten percent. This product is so expensive. Oh, man. Yeah, the two cards. Brando's was if you're if we're talking about the booster pack game on the pre-show yesterday. Yep. Brando's card was Bloodforged Battle Axe. Yeah, I love that card. I'm so excited. I want one. And my card was Phyrexian Altar. Mm-hmm. I love that card. I want to get a bunch. Neat. Yeah. I have two. So if you guessed either of those, you're entered in to next week's giveaway. Yeah. Let's jump right into this week's giveaway. Holy shit. Okay. Let's get right to it. You know why we're doing it? Because we'll forget if we don't. Oh, yeah. 100%. We mm-hmm. always forget. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last week, it was Kedrek Leviathan. Kedrek. Yeah. So many people got it on the, the lightning pimple. That yes. made me so excited. Yeah, lightning was, lightning, uh, and a big pimple-shaped thing. All y'all are after my heart, and you can have it. Whenever I think people aren't going to get it, they, they get it. They do it. They, they get they it. They do it. People they are real it. smart. I appreciate it. Yeah. So the, the one of the persons that got it, and I'm going to try and do your name because I think this is a real name because who would make their name on the internet? This. Oh, I'll tell you. This is Joel Kudnohovsky. <laughs> what? Tell Joel Kudnohovsky what to do. Just send us an email, commandacookoutgmail.com. We're on the honor system, so don't blow it for everybody. Let us know who you are, that you want, where you live. We'll get a booster pack in the mail for you. Yeah, don't be the guy that cutting it off skis for everybody else. See yeah. That, see what I did there? Or cud- cudgels a... No. Cudgel I was trying to go dirty. with cudgel because that's like a club. <laughs> and, I, and we're all about clubs here. In, we in, are in about clubs or improvised clubs made out of gaming supplies, mm-hmm. like a bag of dice rolled up into um, a, a play mat. Man, it's all just things in a sock. <laughs> just things in a sock. Maybe two socks tied together at the end so you can make like a bolus. Man, I went to a movie. And that's like- the right thing, right? A bolus? Yep. Yeah, you so. throw it and it trips guys because it wraps around their feet. Yeah. Cool. And they blow up because they're made of bombs. Yes. That's how I do it. I don't know why uh, people didn't think of that because they're stupid. Probably. Yeah. I went to a movie last night yeah. and one of the climactic things in the movie was kid took the, he had like a little phone in this like dungeon area he was in. Takes the phone off the wall and takes the receiver part off and the mouthpiece part off, fills it full of dirt, <laughs> fills it full of dirt, puts the cap back on and fucking beats a guy with it. Oh man! It was uh, it was the most CCO thing I've ever seen in a movie. So it's like it's a kid that built a bunch of like Home Alone improvised traps to take down Ethan Hawke in a devil mask and beat him to literal death. With a phone full of dirt. That sounds... Oh, my God. That sounds like a Brando movie. Doesn't it? How long is it going to be before we're not going to be able to make a, a, a telephone receiver joke? 
because people aren't going to get it. Oh, yeah, I guess. All hey. the oldies out in the nation, hey, they're like, ooh. Yeah, there, ooh. I guess, there are probably people listening to our voices right now or looking at our wonderful faces on YouTubes where you should be subscribed because Joe works really hard to make us look good that have never had a house phone. Yeah. They don't even know what a phone receiver, you probably know what it is because you see them on television and stuff, but like have never physically had one. Yeah. I know lots of people that have never used the rotary dial phones. I've never used a rotary dial phone in real life. Really? Rotary dial phones were like the thing that were toys at my daycare because like the daycare lady like took it off of her counter because she got one of those wall mounted ones that, you, that had buttons. With the beep bop, beep bop, beep bop. Yeah. Well, ours was, ours was wall mounted because you used to around here. I think this is the same in the States too, where. Nothing's the same in the States as here, buddy. <laughs> well, back in the, in the eighties when I was like really little and we had a rotary phone, you like when you got your phone service from whatever company it was, well. I've. Think it was AT and T in the states at the time. I don't. It does, ah, it does, doesn't that matter. doesn't matter. But they would just like you had to rent the phone. You didn't own your own phone at the oh, time. Oh yeah, that was so, a thing here. And I think that's where the rotary things all kind of came from. And that's why we had one. And then as soon as we didn't have to do that, we all got button phones because it's like button awesome because you get to push buttons. That's it. Like dials are fun, but they get annoying after a while. Whereas buttons are always fun. And if you don't believe me. Push a button. Like the subscribe button. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Got there. Oh, that, All right. That, man, was, that, that was incredible. That was, we, we just go home. That's, that's no longest, show. That was the longest buildup for please subscribe in yeah. the history of yes, anything. Yes, we did it. We, we got we, there, We though. did it. Yeah. We're the Speak, speaking of subs, though, thanks to, to the new subs who found CCO Sidewalk Slam 2 Hyper Slam. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, it Although, was good. It was shorter, and Tyler worked hard to make it look good with some sound and sound good with some sound effects, and mm-hmm. we're, we're up in our game, and it's good. And if you like Commander gameplay... You We're should freaking find ours and watch it and yeah. like and subscribe. Because it's super fun. Yeah. And the show takes a couple bucks to make each each month. So if you want to hop over to patreon.com slash CCO podcast and pledge to the boys, to your boys and, and everybody who, who helps bring the show, you can become part of our community and our Discord and you can get the, the little sign-up gifts and stuff that we do, right? Like Our the, community's dope as hell. Yeah, it really is, and and they helped us with the show, and and they give us feedback all the time on it, mm-hmm. and they're gonna meet us at Calgary last weekend. Yep. Yeah, Winnipeg I, this weekend. I got recognized quite a few times in Calgary. That's cool. I was very excited. That's cool. Really cool. Yeah, and then the 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 climax. I wanted to say it because you said it. Uh, is Bellevue, Washington, in July. Bell Tower. The bell, the bell tower. Yeah, that's that's what we're gonna call the penthouse, CCO penthouse, Ocean View, Mountain View, Bell, bell Tower, B- Bellby's Tower, bell Bigby's interposing house, Brando's Tower. Yeah, there it is. There, that's a. I've been saying different B words for like three months when referring to this town because I'm making a point not to remember where we're going, <laughs> and I never even thought of my own name. Mm. That's why you got me. See, that's why, yeah, that's why Ryan's here. So I brought up all these different events, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and I was thinking a lot about our local game store moved, oh, or yeah. is moving, in the process of moving, and, and long-time listeners will know it's in a mall. Yep. So it's moving from one store, one storefront in the mall. One stall in the mall. Yes. Yeah. One stall to another stall down the... The hall. <laughs> <laughs> I, <got that. laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. I yeah, really yeah, was. Down the hall. 
And where we are at now, the very next door store to ours is vacant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wish there was a word that rhymed with door for, that meant empty. That was so good. Oh, yeah, damn it. There probably is. We're just not smart enough. Yeah. Articulate enough. Yeah. Uh, so it's empty. So that's where we would play to avoid playing in the hall with the tables and have all the people say, hey, what are you kids playing? Right? Which happens because it's like a geriatric mall. I'm not even joking. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even joking. No, it's not even. The, it, yeah. All the whole mall complex is surrounded by old folks homes. Yep. So that's the mall where they go. And they just like kind of walk and they have coffee and do the thing and, and they, they visit with each other. Go to the liquor store that's there and then they go home and yep. they pass out. Yeah, they don't go to the Planet Fitness and they... Go. Yeah. So to avoid playing in the hall, we play in the store next door. But now the empty store next door and our LGS... Is now down the hall at the mall. Yeah. And we don't have a place to play. So right. I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about the awesome and fun, but not quite as big events that we're going to um, in Calgary last weekend and the Fusion 5K this weekend. And I'm comparing LGS play to event play to Command Fest or Magic Fest play. And we wanted to talk about the differences in and, and expectations, I guess. Mm -hmm. on those different kinds of play and Brando's intro of how to win at Command Fest. Yeah, we, win, in this case, is having the best time possible. Man, we suckered everybody, hey? Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, they're going to teach us how to win! Yeah! yeah! We told yeah. you there'd be clickbait thumbnails. And we did it. And we're going to talk about actual winning also, because that has influenced my discussion Oh, points. winning is is the biggest influence, I think, of... of any of the kinds of conversations that content creators have or people have with regards to um, experience, expectations, culture, pregame, rule zero, all of that is a result of people wanting to win and some people not caring as much about winning and wanting the experience more than winning. Mm -hmm. So where do where do you fall on if if it's left and right, where do you fall, right? Which which way is which? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, how I'm close to winning do you fall versus how close to not giving a crap do you fall? I super don't really care about winning as long as I have fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's yeah. fun to win. It's cool because yeah. my deck does the thing, but I'm more impressed that the this stack of garbage that I've created mm -hmm. has done the thing. Oh. And I'm more so excited about that more than like, oh, I've won a game, right? Mm. Like I'm more happy that the the – what do they call those Rube Goldberg machines? Yep. That my Rube Goldberg machine worked and I have I have successfully won a game. Yeah. So I mean, we've we've talked a little bit in the past about our deck doing the thing and, yeah. and the satisfaction, like the what's it called? The closure you get when that happens. And I have to point this out also, because this is very important, because Calgary and last time I went to Calgary too, when you'd play yeah. in a pod, they'd give you packs. And as much as it sounds like I like packs, I hate packs. I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. I think you the, love packs. They're the worst prizes you can give somebody because it's virtually nothing. Because you're going to open it and it's going to suck and you're going to have nothing. I have something about that for you. It's not even a prize. So why would you scumbag somebody to win it? I it's nothing. I can't disagree with that. Why would you scumbag somebody to win something as trivial yeah. or... or I don't want to call them valueless because mm. some people can't afford to buy packs. I suppose. Right? So, but if you couldn't afford to, to buy the pack, how did you pay to get into play the Play in the game. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Well, if, if you can afford afford to buy one pack and you have an opportunity to win a second pack. Oh, yeah, I right? guess. So yeah. you could double your double your money, right? <laughs> yeah, you're doubling $5 to 10 uh, In Canada, and, and I think we both know this, but for people who don't know, it's different in Canada than the United States. And I assume in some places in Europe, it's different as well. Gambling laws here are such that when you enter into a game of chance which Magic the Gathering card playing falls into, Mm -hmm. you need to be given something for your entry, like some piece of merchandise for your entry. Otherwise, it's gambling, which you need a gambling license for or need to be in a casino. Which is very expensive and nobody wants to pay for that. Yeah, no. So when we go to like the face-to-face open last week or the Fusion 5K next week, when we play in a commander pod, we get booster pack. I'm so excited for when they give us double masters packs for every game we play Ooh, in Winnipeg. Because yeah. I'm assuming that's going to happen. No, maybe that'll happen in 15 years from now when every pack costs $300 <laughs> and and a $19 pack is like pittance. Pittance <laughs> for the peasants. It's nothing, yeah, because we're up to octopal masters by then. <laughs> yeah. Where they finally realize that they can just print 10 rares in a pack and it doesn't actually cost them more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just us. <laughs> yeah, they can just charge us. More just us. Hey, that's yeah. how it works. That's how like other things work. But we're not talking about. This is not economics. No, e- ECO. ECO sounds yeah. like a wrestling federation. Um, okay, so I don't want to get into the the scumbaggery at events quite yet. Yeah, we're gonna the, get there. The stranger danger, as as <laughs> it's called, because it's not always scumbaggery. Yeah, you we, could meet a stranger and have a fantastic game. Absolutely, you and, can. And we want to promote that as much yeah. as caution yeah. anybody. And we have. And advise people to be honest. But yeah. I want to start from the bottom now we hit. Yeah, you always start. You always start from the seed. Okay. The seed. The seed. Spread the seed. The seed. Don't Google that. The seed is learning to play magic at your kitchen table. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's where everybody learns. Most people learn there. Some people I've I've known to learn yeah. at like the LGS level, but let's, most people learn at the kitchen table. Let's call it the kitchen table because we all kind of know what that means. It maybe maybe it's like a table in a library at your school. Maybe it's the sidewalk, like on CCO Sidewalk Slime that you should totally watch. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's who cares where it is? The living room floor. The let's, point is, it's you and people that you know fairly well probably the person that got you into magic in the first place a couple of their friends maybe one of your friends that's interested now you're all friends yes so that's playing at the kitchen table and the expectation is when you're playing with probably your friends is you just go and everybody tries to have fun yeah after a while people get to recognize each other's decks Mm. right and there is a little bit of a, a meta game that is the result of that, but nobody, I think, is trying to game anybody because you Does, all help each other build each other's decks. Yeah. You all play against each other. Yeah. And you all know each other's decks and want everybody to have a good time, right? Yeah. Well, you're all together to, like, socialize. That's the social aspect of the game. That's mm. where the social aspect mm-hmm. of EDH came from, mm-hmm. is it's the, the, the kitchen table effect. And once you've developed that meta... Assuming, like, if you're like me and Ryan, you don't even have the the stupid conversation before the game. It's like unless somebody built something new, where it's like, yeah, hey, yeah. this deck, kind of, I think this deck sucks. So let you know, yeah, let's play some weaker I, shit. I built a new jank deck because all my decks were winning at at, at the LGS. So I built this pile of garbage. Like, do you guys have pile of garbages that you guys want to play? <laughs> and, and we do. Yeah, right. But other than that, it's like you sit down, and you just grab a deck out of your bag, and 
usually you can just bounce them off of yeah. each other, right? Yeah, like, I've got Lord of Tresserhorn, you've got Norn, Aiden's got Rune, Smitty's got Jury or whatever. Yeah, it's and they, like, oh yeah, we all know. Yeah, and they all kind of go together and there's some fluctuation, but you can basically play whatever you want, you can build whatever you want, you can show up all the time, you can always assume that you're going to have a good time because you're literally with your friends. Yeah. And if you're not having fun with your friends just because you're not winning at the game, that's on you. That's and you gotta, yeah, you gotta, I, you gotta, I like that. that. I yeah. like that. I see that lots online. You know, the, the huge Facebook groups I always mention, right? Like mm-hmm. 39,000, 50,000 people. My friends always target me, uh, right? Well, then if it's all your friends and they're all having a good time playing Arch Enemy because your decks are too strong, make weaker decks. Yeah. Oh, but then they still target me because my decks, uh, they think I'm. Yeah, you're still doing it. Yeah. Be worse. Yeah, <laughs> be just, worse. Just be bad be for worse a little while. And, it's fine. And be okay with losing because you're yeah. you're hanging out with your friends. Okay, so is this the preferred way to play? For me, yeah. It, it's funny because I'm gonna continue asking, and each time I ask, I I'm think say yeah. I think we're both gonna say yes. This yeah. is the preferred way to play. Well, so I just like playing cats, magic and, and cats out of the bag. Already. And because of what we do and who we are and how we are as humans and like our, I'm gonna say our position in the community, like we're above anybody uh, else, but we're not. But we're more visible in the community in a lot of cases, where we have the advantage of when we show up somewhere, maybe somebody knows us, so it's easier for us to just get in and get on with strangers, whereas some other people who just like it doesn't yeah. not I'm not talking social anxiety I'm not talking any of that stuff I just mean you show up cold at a magic fest with your one friend who's playing in the main event and you're just going to jam some commander games it might be tougher for you to find like a a group of nine or ten people you just want to bounce around and play yeah, games with all day. exactly and especially if it's your first event yeah and what this show isn't is what to expect at an event, how to prepare. This is not no. drink your water, bring your backpack. Like we just did a top five and five on that. You yeah. can watch it. I'll put it up in the, the card at the top of the, the screen yeah, here. And you can do all that in five minutes. It's real easy. It's not as Herculean an effort to prepare for as yeah. you think. Yeah, yeah. What this is, is the expectations and the different levels of, of gameplay that you can kind of run into and, and how to manage it all or how to think about how how we think about it i guess not get tripped up in the roots along the path to the great magic fest thing Uh, pinnacle top of pyramid temple sure well temples have temples have roots around them i saw the ruins everybody out there saw the ruins with the plants that make the bell sound imitate cell phones they can eat you oh yeah that was a hell of a show kitchen table kitchen table we've everybody kind of knows because everybody's been there yeah. If it, and probably if you found a magic podcast on online, probably you're past the kitchen table point. Yeah. So it's it's mute it's mute. It's moot to continue talking about that. Yeah. So key things at Oh, that's a good this, thing. Yeah. At the at the at the table. You have to remember you're always going to have a good time cuz you're playing with your friends. Or if you're not, look inside. Yeah. If you're the only one not having fun, look inside. Yeah, sometimes it's okay for you to be the problem because it's an opportunity to grow as a human being. Ooh. There's CCO's life, life lesson, lesson of there the day. It is. What are other things? It's okay. This is where your creativity can actually flourish and just play in games. There doesn't have to be a long thing where you have to explain this is my Xerthian chanter. Everybody has a Mohawk deck or what you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You just show up with your buddies and say, Yo, I built this Zer deck, it's gonna be crazy, yeah, and it's check garbage. This out. Check and this everybody out. is gonna believe you and you just yeah. gonna play it. And that just works. 
at the kitchen table. You can do basically whatever you want, however you want. If you want to do rule zero commanders, that's a non-legendary common enchantment, you could probably do that. You know what I mean? You can do whatever you want. And then as you move out of that, you'll find that some of that starts to erode when you get to the LGS level, which is where we're probably going to talk about next. Not because people at your LGS don't want you to have fun, but because the actual rules of magic now have to kind of become... More rigid. Yeah, because now you're in a structured environment where not everybody knows everybody, and there has to be some kind of framework for all those things to interact. Yeah, like a standard temperature and pressure, STP in chemistry, or like standard operating procedure in... In management. Exactly. Right? It's like a unit units of measurement where you're going to measure something. Like All the it, Americans are like, ah, yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I guess because yeah, they use them. If, <laughs> yeah. you, if you know of the metric system, it was designed to be standardized and thus transferable to all areas. If you're going to go to Germany and build something, it's the same as building something in Canada, provided you're using a metric thing in Canada because we use both. But, <laughs> yeah. but the point is, is you can... If you're a person from Germany coming to play and you're somebody from Canada coming to play, you are playing the same game. And that is why you enforce the rule structure at an event at an LGS. Your touch tip, and tips. Your tips will touch. Correct. Yeah, that's for sure. Yes, yes. All right. So we're speaking about the LGS gameplay. Now, Kitchen Table, I think, is my favorite. But I think my favorite, because I, I can do anything with my friends. I can watch any, I can watch TV, I can play any game, yeah. I can do anything. But I think my favorite time to play Magic is at an established LGS where you kind of know everybody and you've got Ooh. like a crew of people you like to play with. Yep. Because you get sort of the same thing as the kitchen table experience, but you you get people outside of your established meta who build and think differently than you do. Yep. And so the games are usually a little bit more uh, high stakes, we'll say. We'll say high stakes but also kind of more enjoyable because now people are kind of showing up a little bit more to to like really jam a game, right? Like yeah. we, we've had some pretty intense kitchen table games, but like when you show up at the LGS and you got your new deck that you're really proud of, that you've tested with your buddies and you want to take it out into the world, you're going to get that at the LGS. Yeah, so I've got some bullet points. Hit all, me with all, them. all of what you said, but if if there's if there's a couple extra things, maybe you can add to my bullet points. Probably can. You're going to the LGS, there's more decks, there's more people, there's a varied gameplay experience, mm-hmm. which we're all about. And, yeah. and this is why potentially this could be our preferred way to play. Yeah. Because you're still in familiar water, you're still in the mm-hmm. shallow, warm, blue, tropical waters, Ooh. but you have a more varied experience. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Awesome. But, 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 this is the first place that you can run into stranger danger. Yeah. In that somebody new comes or somebody says, hey, I usually draft or I don't play modern anymore. I want to play commander. Yeah. What happens then? Lots of times it's, I heard commander is the format that I can just play jank in. So I built this jank deck. Yeah. Which is, which is great. I can play this trash. Sometimes you get... Uh, I'm not going to tell you what my deck does. I'll well, tell you later. well, sometimes you get. I used to play Modern and Legacy, so I built my Modern and Legacy deck into Commander. Yeah, and then you say, "Well, how strong is it?" And they say, "I don't know." What? what like, what do you mean? How strong is it? Yeah, because they, they don't know. They and and that's not because it's their fault. They just don't know. Yeah, right. And sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. We run into that a lot at the next level of play 
where uh, and I don't want to talk about it yet. Oh, but we're gonna get there. Though, we will. Baby. Where people where people drop out of the main event or people who are new to Commander because they saw some CEDH gameplay channel on YouTube and are like, hey, I want to play that. That looks fun. This yeah. is a place for me to sink all my legacy playable cards into, right? Yeah. Do you get that at the LGS? But it's easier at the LGS because you have, let's call it a finite number of people. Mm -hmm. Let's say there's 20 regulars at your LGS. Sure. Or eight or 30, like whatever that number is, it's a relatively small number. Yeah. And you can start to, if you if you step back and look at the kinds of decks people play, mm -hmm. and the length of games and the level of competition mm -hmm. that people play at, mm -hmm. you can start to see a, a trend or a culture or a, a norm, I guess, mm -hmm. a social norm in that kind of play. And I think it's important for everybody to to identify, to recognize and to identify what that level is so they know if they're above or below it and and then be able to articulate i want to play above or below it at any one game and important also in that because all of what ryan said is exceptionally true and very visible at our personal lgs because yep. we have a guy that just came in from legacy and competitive modern was on the pro tour he went to the pro tour yeah very good he's got two decks and both of them are obscene Obscene. Obscenely good. And it's just because that's the kind of magic that he plays. It's not because he's trying to snake anybody. But he knows. He knows Did you bring a competitive deck today? And he'd say, sure. That's, or, and that's and that's him recognizing right? that we have a culture of not everybody plays CEDH. So we got the CEDH guys, and we got like the, the super casual dudes. We got people like me and Ryan who are kind of in the middle. And when you pack your bag for the night, you know what to bring because you know who's probably going to be there. Now... Also, in addition to the levels of decks that people like to play, one of the best things about the LGS is you get to play with a wider variety of people, which means you're playing with a vi wider variety of people. And people have quirks and personalities and all those things, and sometimes they clash with yours. And over the course of a few weeks at the LGS with the regulars, you're going to learn who you get along with, mm -hmm. who you don't get along with, who you like to play. And that doesn't mean you have, like, head enemies, the enemies yeah, and people no. you hate. It's not that. But I will freely admit I don't get along with everybody. I try. You? <laughs> Me? <laughs> really? The guy that's so passionate about everything? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, But there are people that I don't really get along with, so it's just it's not that I don't like them. I just don't want to play magic with them. I'll sit yeah. next to them at the table and, like, talk shit with them and stuff. As long as we're not in the same game, it's fine. F you, Jesse. Love yeah. that guy. I hate playing magic oh, with we him. We haven't dropped an FU Jesse in a good I long while. I hate it. He's. I don't know what it is. I just. I hate him. Every time we play together, I'm like, man, I gotta fucking kill this guy. I gotta kill him. The only thing I want to do like, in real life. But guy gives you shirt off his back. Oh yeah, absolutely. Love that guy. He's yeah. a great guy. Yeah. He's a good friend, and he's a good person, and he's a good dad, and he's a great everything. But but man, but f him. But f oh, him. F that guy, man. In I, real life, I do not want to. I just want to murder him in real life. As soon as he shuffles his deck, I hate how he puts his cards together. I don't like how he sleeves them. I don't like nothing about him. And that's okay because we're still friends, yep. right? That's and it. there's going to be people like that at your LGS that you're going to run into, and the the revolving cast of characters that you have at a local store that you get a chance to know, you're going to be able to navigate those waters so if you get into it, even if it's with somebody maybe you don't you clash with a little bit at least you're going to be able to still have fun you're going to know what you're in for so you can kind of gird yourself for like okay. gird your loins gird your loins newbie exactly and you're like, oh man i'm oh here we go he's no. a griefer we're gonna do it but and then you do it and it's fun and it's fine and you, know, you move on from it you know what this is 
After the game is over, you pick up and you go and you sit with your buddies over there who are looking for a fourth. Everything's fine. If the LGS gameplay experience is the new one for you, if that's the step that you're at in your Magic or Commander career. Step one, look for the CCO shirts. Step one, look for the CCO shirts. If there are none, go to CommanderCookout.com. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um Get one. Yeah. Get one. Yeah, yeah. Be the change you want to see. Yeah. Change into a CCO shirt. <laughs> if there's no shirts in stock, just buy 500 stickers and make a shirt out of them. <laughs> step one, yeah. Okay. Step two is ask maybe an employee, maybe the LGS shop owner. Maybe they play. Maybe one of the employees plays. I know that that's common. Yep. Gamer, game stores hire gamers that who play games, right? Yep. If that isn't available, but you could go up to the shop owner or the person who's heading up the EDH night and say, I'm new, I don't know what kind of games to play, I'm a little bit shy, maybe the store owner could direct you to a regular, somebody who's open to talking to new people, yeah. who is a regular of the of the, the local game store environment that can tell you a little bit about said culture that we've been talking about this is kind of where these guys sit this is the more competitive stuff we like to play jank over here uh if you can come with maybe two or three decks because we play like from you know six till eight thirty you'll probably get three games in so maybe you have a jank deck a good deck and then like a cedh deck if you want all three of those experiences yeah. find somebody that can give you like the coles notes version of the lgs experience and then Go from there. Venture out into the deeper waters and just freaking have fun. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Speaking of deeper waters. Oh, shit. The next level. Oh, my God. The, the next depth. Oh, my God. Here we go. Here is, we go, baby. Is is Fusion 5K and tour style events, are they the same as Magic Fest? No. No? No. In what ways? Because... In, with regards to EDH gameplay. In my experience, yeah. showing up at these... Typically, at the 5K smaller events, what you're going to end up with is there's going to be people like us that show up to just jam commander. Yep. And there's going to be fewer of those than you think. Well, and then there's going to be a bunch of people that showed up. as It's their backup for if they scrub out of the main event or whatever, mm. right? And that's what you kind of get at those events. Because a lot of the times, there's, there's not a bunch of free tables you can just show up and play. They're pay-on-demand events, mm -hmm. so people kind of either show up to, like, not, I don't want to say they show up to try and win, but, like, you're there to kind of pay to play a little bit more competitive magic, and so the the levels are kind of ratcheted up a little bit just because in every game there's something on the line, in my experience. In my experience, that is correct. Now, that being said, if you've never gone to a, a, an event like this, whether it be a smaller event, even at an LGS, Mm-hmm all the way up to a Magic or a Command Fest, you don't have to bring competitive decks. No. And and we 100% do not want anybody to be intimidated to think that they or their decks or their knowledge or their experience is not good enough to be at these events because they're for everybody. Yeah. And they're free to walk in the door. That being said, and we covered it with the booster pack thing, if you sit down and had to have paid money to play Commander, people want the closure of winning. Yeah. Typically, from our experience, these kinds of games are broken into two categories. The the cheaper get a booster pack to play. You pay for a pack and they give you one. And and then you play. And that's like your ticket entry yeah. thing, right? And those are what we play in when we go. Yeah. 
and then there's the at at face to face they call them the the commander plus pod they're ten dollars and you get a pack and then you try to win forty dollars in credit yeah. in store credit for a vendor which all of a sudden you're you're quadrupling your money if you win and that's where the cedhers play yeah. and if that's the experience you want then that's the pod you go in if that's not what you want and you want to play low to mid tier power you play in the the cheaper to play games yeah and and again they're for everybody when you sit down though at one of these events and the expectation is to play a casualer more casual or janker game uh-huh. and then you don't uh-huh. that's where you run into your first instance of real stranger danger uh-huh. because there is no culture at a one-day event the, uh-uh. the culture is just let's play magic and if you sit down and get an opponent who you think is trying to angle shoot you not pre-game or, or rule zero telling you how powerful their deck is mm-hmm. which is actually a rule of the game rule zero says if there's anything that i need to disclose before the game with regards to power or game expectations or rule breaks you should do it you should you 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 shall do it mm-hmm. as in like you will do it because that, mm-hmm. that's what the rule is mm-hmm. and if you go over to a judge and you say judge i think this person's playing a, a game or a deck that's too powerful the de- the judge is going to be like what okay if they don't know anything about commander if you get if you're lucky and they do know something about commander they'll say okay well let's try and get you into a different pod let's get you into the next one that fires and over a hundred of these pods fire a day it's not like you're not going to get one yeah you're going to get games but the problem like all of that notwithstanding the problem could be a newer player might not know to ask these questions or maybe they're not comfortable with saying i don't know if this is for me yeah. Maybe this is above my competition level. Yeah. And they, they're, or they're too shy or whatever, yep. right? And then they have a bad experience. Mm-hmm. So this happened to Brando and I. It was your first game of the day, my second game of the day. It was every game I played that day. <laughs> Try not to let it cloud your, <laughs> no, your, no, I don't, I don't. Your, um, and, and, and we'll just, we'll walk through this first game because yeah. we were both there. Yeah. And you and I sit down. With casual decks, yep. We we sat down with casual decks. My deck has seen maybe four games, and I don't even know what deck you sat down with. Uh, and then there was oh, dice and dragons. I want to play dice and dragons. That's as fucking casual as she gets, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And uh, hey, what are we playing? Uh, I like to play jank, but I've got some some more powerful stuff. If you guys are in, and one guy's like, yeah, I don't know. My deck's like pretty slow. It, it was your luck, the scorch thrash, right? Yep. And uh, it, he's, he said it was slow and kind of jank, but it can do big damage late game or yeah. wh- whatever he said. As you would expect from your lock, the Scorch Thrash. Yeah. Von Doom played that deck. It's a good deck. And it's it, a fun and, deck. And that, that whole exchange for me and you and that guy yeah. took, I don't know, 15 seconds? Yeah, it took like zero time. And other guy shuffling goes, uh, my deck's pretty strong. Yeah. Like two seconds. My deck's pretty strong. If we were playing in, in the, the Commander Plus pods, yeah. All right, let's sit down. We all have strong decks. Yeah. Two seconds, mm-hmm. right? And one sentence. My mm-hmm. deck's pretty strong. Yeah. But that is not what we were playing in, and that wasn't what our expectation was. Correct. Based on Brando and me and this other guy's initial 15-second yeah. conversation. Right. So I go, ooh, uh, how, how strong? Like CEDH strong or like just like top-end powerful? And it was Lathril, the the, the Golgari 
elf guy. Make you lose 10 life elf guy. Yeah. And I go, like, elf ball, like CEDH strong? He goes, maybe. I, I'm not going to just tell you what my dad oh. does. And as soon as he said that, I switched from Dyson Dragons to uh, Rurikthar MLD. Mass land destruction stacks. Yeah. Right? Because this guy's not giving us anything. Yeah, I know exactly what he's doing. And I go... Well, it, it kind of changes like our, our expectations of the game. This this is the lesson now. This is the yep. lesson because mm-hmm. we do this all the time. Yep. That kind of changes the expectation of the game. Like your lock is is kind of slow. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like get any info about your deck or anything. I just want to know if we're gonna have a good game because I w- I just want to have a good game. Yeah, like if you're gonna elf ball us in turn three, like we paid money to be here, man. Like So he goes, Oh, like that never occurred to him. Yeah. He just, he just didn't think of that. Which is like, great, maybe now he'll think of that before a game starts. And yeah. the whole culture of the day will be improved. Ooh. He goes, he goes, oh, um, well, I have to keep pace with CEDH decks, but because this deck is black and white, it, like I can't run any of the, the removal or nothing. Black and like, green. Or yeah, sorry, black and green. I can't run any of like the, the interaction and removal. I can only run like all the one drop mana dorks and fast mana. And then like the green protection spells. And I go, okay, so you keep up with CEDH and you're probably going to elf ball us. He goes, he goes, yeah. Yeah. And now we know. Yeah. (laughs) And you switch decks. I didn't switch decks. I kept an an opener that had um, Triumph of the Hordes and I was going (laughs) to try and infect him. And it worked out such that he killed us on turn four or five. Yeah. And had I had my turn four or five, I would have dropped Jetmere. I would have. I already had Jetmere in play. I would have dropped Triumph for the Hordes, and he would have died. died. And I was one turn behind him because he went before me as per dice roll. Yes. Because I went fourth. Yeah. And I kept a shitty opener, and I had the sweeper in my hand, but my sweeper cost ten. Ooh. So, <laughs> and I was only at nine. So. Yeah. So. And, and once we have the conversation and we know what the expectation is, even if our decks are severely underpowered, if we know that his is the deck to beat because we had the conversation, we can't be mad that we didn't win the die roll and he went yeah. before us. You went third, I went fourth. Yeah. He went second. So his fifth, fourth or fifth round of the table was before ours. And it's like, oh, I guess this was fine. Yeah, learn to get good at die rolling kids that's the main <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the that's main good. lesson if you learn anything from this show it's just roll that get a dice you're comfortable with get a little tray you really like and just practice practice rolling get the get them 20s baby talk get about them. practice yeah <laughs> not talk about a game talk about practice practicing man it always holds true i guess yeah practice uh, practice uh, practice uh, makes perfect and all that shit yeah. so after that after you get good at dice rolling yeah you have to get good at communicating what your expectation is. And I feel like we're beating a dead horse. I even put that in my notes. We're beating a dead horse. But oh, man, you, beating dead horses is so easy. You need to make sure that if there is They're a mismatch. bad mis- at everything. They just lay there and smell bad. They're easy to beat. If there's a mismatch or a perceived mismatch in power and expectations, because I think those go hand in hand. Power mm-hmm. level and expectations are, are touching tips. Mm-hmm. You need to communicate that to the player or the judge who sat you down. Hey, you just go, hold on. I don't think this is for me. I'm going to see if I can jump in a different pod and get somebody that's going to play a better deck than Crab Tribal. 
Yeah. Right? When you're playing yeah. Elf Ball and you're playing Rurikthar Mass Land Destruction. Yeah. I can't compete. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't work. I'm going to get into a different pod. You have to be able to communicate that. Yeah. And it's the most important at these smaller events. Yes. Because they're not command fests. Commander is like a secondary to the main event thing. Commander is there because Commander is too big to ignore at an event now. You have to have it. If you want to make money, and that's why they're having these advances to make money. Yeah. So you got to have commander, and we're there. So that the the the, the barrier. To, I don't say the barrier to entry is higher, but it sort of is. You're gonna get way less jank at a small time event, air quotes, mm-hmm. than you are at a command fest. If you show up with everybody sits in a chair tribal that just rolls people at home. Yep. You're not going to get very far, probably, <laughs> at one of these. Because most of the decks are probably going to be at least focused on winning a game, as opposed to just playing a game. Again, yeah. unless you look for the CCO merch, in which case we will jam garbage with you. And that being said, for the exception of the 30 seconds of Rule Zero that that we just described... I had a fantastic time in Calgary. The complete opposite of you. Every single, like, every single game I played was good. I think every single game I played, my deck did its thing. Every single one. And I got the closure of doing the thing. And I even won one game. There you go. (laughs) I won one game. I think (laughs) I played five. I played six. I, yeah, five or six, and I won one. I also so, won one. So 20, 20%, 15% win rate, like yeah. not high. We don't have to win lots to have fun because if you do the thing and you interact with, with people and it's a fun hangout, it's like, it's kind of like going to the bar with your with your friends. Yeah. Maybe they don't have your favorite beer, but you're still out with your friends. Yeah, like our buddy F.U. Alex doesn't even drink at the bar. Yeah. And he just comes to hang out. He gets some dry ribs and with the honey mustard, I think. Weird. And he like Weird. eats some fries. He checks his blood sugars. Yeah. And it's fun for him, even though he's not doing the thing that the rest of us are doing. And I, that's kind of a bad example, but... It's still fun. It, it holds true because yeah. he's out doing the thing with the rest of his friends. No. No. Let me tell you about my Magic Fest experience real fast. By Magic Fest, I mean Calgary. Now, I'm not going to dump on anybody because I met some great people. Even some of the people who did the thing were were really cool. Like Elfball guy, as much as he was like kind of, he was a cool guy. Yeah. I liked him. He hung out with us through the game when the three of us finished it up. It was fun. Yeah, he bowed out and told us about his deck. Yeah. And and then I smashed you and then smashed the other guy. It was a great, great game, great dude. Really cool. I did meet a few people, though. That did the thing. The I built this Gitrog monster in the car on my way over. <laughs> like one guy was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just down from the Northwest Territories. I like to play kind of annoying control decks. Derevi stacks. C E D H Derevi stacks. Stranger danger. What? Oh. Played a game with F U Aiden. Look over at this guy. Oh, you're playing Kess. What what kind of Kess? how Kess is your Kess deck? Not at all, Kess. Kess C D H stacks. <laughs> What? Brandon ran into stacks like five of his six games. Like so many, and like tuned <laughs> CEDH stacks lists. Oh man. The, like powering out major stacks pieces on turn one, the two, only, three. The only time you didn't run into a stacks deck was the elf ball the game. <laughs> and the game that I won, oh, man, it's so the guy was playing mono black, secret commander Turgrid, actual commander Shieldred. Ooh. 
like turn one ramps to like six mana. It was insane. And then when we all targeted and beat him, he was one of those dudes that like goes. He put, and, you know what? Don't be like this. Don't be like this. He just tilted off the earth and was like jumping out of his chair and was like being all dramatic and stuff. He was dramatic. You can be dramatic if it's funny. You know who's dramatic when they play? Me. Fucking me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are dramatic. Like we're, we do it in a sense of fun and we're, we're having a good time, right? And there is a point where like, just don't get fucking mad. Yeah. Like it happens. Like I got stacked all day and inside, oh man, I was, a, I was hot soup on the inside. You I was know, real mad. And Aiden comes over and he could see it, but you know who didn't see it? The guys I was playing with. Cause like, whatever. It's yeah. a game. We're here. I had two cool people that I really enjoyed, and this guy's fine. He's fine. You know what? And this is this is a different topic for a different day. And and please let us know in the comments or on Discord or Twitter, wherever wherever you interact with us online, if you want if you want this conversation, because I think it's a good one. But it takes a level of experience in Magic to to have said I've I've had this happen to me before, or I've done this to people before. Yeah. Or. Hey, me and Lenny definitely tag teamed yeah, a bunch of well, CDHs just, in Calgary. When just, we met them. just hear me out because I'm going to cover all. I'm going to cover as many bases as, as as I can. I've done this. I've experienced this. I've experienced good games of Magic. I've experienced bad games of Magic. I've experienced Magic and done it all. Let's mm-hmm. let's say I've done it all. And after that, it takes some level of of maturity, social maturity, to not get tilted and and if you are mad to not be disrespectful like that's just maturity and treating others the way that you want to be treated yep. holy holy what what, what? <laughs> right what? like um so it just it takes some of that and and maybe maybe that's a show topic maybe we talk about that and and how that relates to magic i don't know but i don't know i think though these kinds of events these tour t- style events or 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 5k type events like we're going to are the place where you stand the highest risk to run into the stranger danger that you happen. Yep. Red flags. We talked about red flags with, um, uh, I, I don't remember who I talked about it with, but this is my only commander deck. It's, Probably, it's, it's all foil. This, yep. this is, this is, this is my only commander deck. I don't play commander. I play modern. I scrubbed out of the main event. Like CDH deck. Probably it if it's your only deck, I, I I stopped playing Legacy. I needed a place to put all these staples. I'm saying it with a smile on my face because th- none of these things are bad things. Yeah. CEDH is not bad. We get people that message us and say, oh, how come you guys hate CEDH? We fucking don't, okay? Yeah, like, we, we don't. don't. We don't. We just don't want to play it every single game at these events. So when it happens to us because somebody wasn't being honest, now we have a show like this, right? Yeah. So well, here we are. You you stand the highest risk of running into this at at these kinds of events, but when we move to command fests right now, it's a whole different, whole different ball game. Ball of wax. Okay. All right, Ryan. So here we are, the granddaddy of them all, the big cheese, the mighty Kahuna Burger, the one that everybody I think is the most curious about and most excited for because they should be because they're awesome. Command fest. Oh baby, this. Might be my preferred way to play. It's awesome. Oh, dude. Kitchen table's great. LGS is great. Going to smaller events is great because they're more local. Mm-hmm. And people are like, wait, you guys do what? What do you guys do? And you're from here? That's great. Yep. But Command Fest. Yeah. I'm telling you. They offer you everything. These are like the m- meta mecca. <laughs> because 
they offer you the most game outside the game. Yep. You can jump in and like watch different pods and like meta game against guys because you see them playing like in a game earlier. Yep. And then you can, and they're mecha. You go and like get some artist signatures, hit up a vendor, get like a stuffy beholder for your kid. Yeah. And then you use him as like a token. Yeah. <laughs> right. These are fantastic. These are the shit. And and I think everything that we've talked about thus far is combined to make a command fest. Yep. So so let's do a quick recap. You've got new players learning learning to play the game yep. that come to their first ever magic event and boom, this is it. Like rip the band-aid off. Yep. So you got new players, father or, or, or parent and and kid playing same game. Yep. Boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend just learned how to play so they're playing together. Yep. Like at the or like at the kitchen table. Right. You've got an established kind of structure. You have an entire friend group that showed up together to jam games yes, in public. Yes. So you've you've got that in public, but also you walk into the commander area and it's not explicitly laid out with like a scale or anything, but over here, casual games. Mm-hmm. Over on that end, competitive games. Yep. And it's like a gradient. Yep. The closer you get to this end, the more competitive the games are. The mm-hmm. closer you get to that end, the more people are just like, the more you're going to run into us. Mouth breathing. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right? <laughs> so it, it, it kind of operates like the LGS there, where everybody kind of knows where they need to sit to be able to function. Yeah, all, and kind of similar to the LGS experience, which you're going to get when you play a few games in a few areas with a few strangers, because you're going to be there for a few days, mm. you're going to start to recognize people. You're going to get that little, and even if it's just for the weekend, you're going to have like a little pod of humans that you're going to end up just playing games with. When we were in Vegas last time, there was a couple of guys I would just, I'd see them sitting there and it's like, yo, let's let's jam a game. You played on Friday when we got there and it ended up being a good game. Yeah. So you, you get up hungover on Saturday. Oh, there's those guys. I know I'll get a good game. You play yeah. them again. Get get myself like back in the mindset because I'm still you know a little little under the weather, shall we say? Yeah, you invite right? him over to CCO Penthouse to play Open Flippy. You, you see him Sunday morning, hungover again. Oh yeah, I know I'll get a good game in with those guys. So you go and play with those guys again. Yeah, you I, develop a little little meta. Yeah, and you make yeah. little metas, and you make friends, and you make the people that you're gonna like want to keep in touch with. See you next Magic Fest, guys. That's a real thing yeah, that happens, yes, and that's a, that's yes. the best part of it. Yeah, and so. We just went over like the stranger danger potential at smaller events where the judges are kind of in between the draft area and main event and the commander area. And they don't necessarily have time or the knowledge of commander to re-situate a pod or what have you. Mm-hmm. When you go to a command fest or, or a magic fest, what's the difference anymore? They're command fests. Yeah. There's judges specifically allotted just for the commander area. So you sit down and they go over like, here's your prize tickets or here's your packs, depending on where you're playing. Has everybody got a deck? Does everybody know that this is a casual commander game? Yeah. Or, or whatever it is, this is the, this, the whatever. Yeah. They, they know all the stuff to say. And if something doesn't work out and you say, judge, can I just switch pods or whatever? I don't know if the judges do anything or have to enter anything different into who played what. If, it, if it's one of, the, like, one of the actual commander tournaments you can enter, they probably have to. But you, everybody plays CEDH in those anyways, yeah. so it's not like there's power mismatches, right? But the judges, my point is the judges are there specifically for Commander. Yeah, to make sure people have the experience that we're talking about, where you're having fun. Because why? 
the event organizers have them there because money. Yeah. They want everybody to come back and spend more money the next time. $90 badges, no $120 badges, no $300 event badges, right? Free to walk in the door. Yeah, but not (laughs) free to sit down at the table. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, a, which is misleading because there is free-to-play tables, just not in the commander area. Which is important to note because you can go for free and play for free. It's not as easy, but you can do it. So I'll ask you this. Uh-oh. Is this your preferred way to play Magic? Absolutely it is. And you oh, know why? Because I'm playing Magic with my friends. With your friends at a gigantic event. Yeah, and I'm making new friends. I feel like I make more new friends at Magic Fests than I do at the smaller tournaments, although I've made new friends at the smaller tournaments as well. You know what's so funny about these big events is... You think you're not going to meet the most people. You think you're not going to have the most... Because it's so big and there's so many people, but I find I'm a drop of water in the ocean. But but you're not, because you're part of the ocean that you've dropped in has a whole bunch of other drops of water, and if you get on, then you're going to get on. Yeah. And now you're a puddle. Ooh, a <laughs> big old dirty puddle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, these these events, it feels like because they draw people from all over the country. Like, yeah. where are you from? Portland. Where are you from? Philadelphia. Where are you from? Texas. Where are you from? Halifax. Halifax, right? Like, every people don't even know where that is. That's right. People are from literally all over, and they're just happy to be there. So even if there's... Uh, uh, a less than ideal game scenario where there might have been a mismatch. It's probably more because of an accident yeah. as opposed to a purposefully misleading rule zero. And people still get on because they're happy to be there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's... Uh, and and at Magic Fest, you're way more likely to see that CCO shit so you know where you can go. To get a fun game, I'm trying to find the. I'm trying to. Find I'm just going to keep throwing that in there until people start doing it because it's the truth and everybody knows it. I'm trying to find the word that would describe kind of the the emotion that you feel when you go to a magic. Fest. Awesome as fuck. It's, it's pretty good. It's yep. <laughs> a pretty good word <laughs> for it. Yeah, they're yeah, very yeah. exciting and they're a lot of they're a lot of fun. Not just for us, but I think for everybody that goes. It's just it's a good time had by all. Yep. It's all if you're like a fan of magic, which is. What you are if you're listening to this show or going to a Magic Fest. Yep. It's got everything you could want. It's got the celebs. It's got the... It's got everything. Games, it's, vendors, artists. It's just like going to HorrorCon. Cosplayers. Yeah, yeah, it's got Some everything. people are into that. Yeah, it's yeah. Got all, it's got panels. It's got all that all that shit. Panels, backdrops for taking pictures. Yeah. Just... You can get married there. We, yes. We were, we were part of a we wedding. part of a wedding. Yeah, it was amazing. I played the song at the wrong time. Ooh, <laughs> I, walked a, I walked a bride down the aisle for her wedding at a Magic Fest. Yeah, you can cool. do all kinds of cool ass shit there. I cut the cake. Right? It's awesome. That's pretty cool. Or you can go out like three times a day for burgers and beer. I did that. Yeah, we did I, that I too. did that three times a day, three times a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because it's Magic Fest. Oh, and man. They're, they're the... Probably the, once you've got your your comfort level up in playing in public, grab a friend, grab a deck, grab yourself, just show up. You know what? People treat Magic Fests because they're the mecca of of where to play. They treat them as the most intimidating. They're uh, the least. Intimidating. I think they're the least intimidating because you are at the end of the day a drop of water in the ocean yeah, at these you, things. You know what's not going to happen at a Magic Fest? Somebody's going to come by. Hey, you fucking nerd! It's not going to happen. 
because we're all we're all nerds there. We're yeah. all dorks. We all spent too money on too much money on luxury cardboard. Yeah, we're all there for the same reason with the same crap. You're we're not all... gonna sit in somebody else's chair at the LGS. Right? You're not gonna sit down by accident at the CEDH table because everybody knows where the CEDH tables is. And if you don't, if if you just don't and you accidentally do, they'll just tell you, and you can say, "Hey, I can jam. I can switch decks, or let me go down to a different table." Yeah. And and there's no shame in it's not like it's not like sitting at the CEDH table is at a higher tier than sitting at the casual table. Yeah. Definitely not. And it's it's not even set in stone either. Like like when you and me and Jim from the Spike Feeders, we jumped in a game. Yeah. And he was playing like some some other game and then we jumped into a game and I played a CEDH deck, but I don't think that he did. So it was like, we just wanted to have a game. Yeah. And if we all just whipped out like, crab tribal and equivalents <laughs> in the CEDH area. It's not like we had to move. Yeah, they're not going to make you move. Yeah. They're probably going to be like, man, those casual tryhards. Yeah, what are like, those guys doing? CEDH tryhards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And then we all end up playing <laughs> together anyway. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, preferred way to play? It's got to be. Yes. It's got to be. Man. Now I'm excited for Bellevue or Belvedere or whatever Wh- whatever you're calling where it Where are we even going? Botswana. 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 Not Botswana. 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 Botswana be there right now. Yeah, I do. Our Botswana be there. Yeah, a couple of weeks and we'll all be there with you. It's going to be great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. What do do you think? Final thought of the day? That's how you win at Magic. Mm -hmm. That's how you win at Magic. You show up and you have fun and you always win. And you'll make a new friend along the way. And it's going to be a great time. And that's the bottom line. Because CCO said so!